Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of Rabbi Avi Havivi's weekly Sidur class. Uh, we're up to the third blessing of the Shema, uh, Kedusha. So again, the first three brachot of the Shema are um, seen in rabbinic literature as our praise of God, as we them for our personal audience before we get to our petitions. So praise of God, first of all, is first blessing was avot. We uh, invoke God as God who established a covenant with our ancestors, and we are related to those ancestors. Then second is givurot. Givurot means God, uh, bracha about God's mighty acts or power. And we talked at great length about how, um, about how, uh, revival of the dead is seen by the sages as the most mightiest, the, the, the most mightiest, bad English, the mightiest, most powerful act of all. And then we have the kadusha. Um, now we talked a lot about conceptually about the Kedusha when we talked about the seated Kedusha and the first blessing of the Shema. So I'm not going to go over all of that hugely again. Just a quick reminder. The heart of the Kedusha are two lines which comes from the prophet, the prophets, first of all, Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh from Yeshayahu, Isaiah. Second, Baruch, Kod Hashem, Komo from Yechezkel, Ezekiel. So these were two prophets who uh, describe a vision that they had of God on God's throne. And they heard God's servants slash courtiers, the angels, saying this line. Isaiah heard Kadosh, them say Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. Ezekiel heard them say Baruch Vodashem in Komo. Um, Jewish mystics for centuries thereafter sought to have uh, meditative mystical experiences in which they could have visions of the divine realm and um, what was seen as kind of the thing you were aspiring to is something like what Isaiah and Ezekiel saw. And so these lines that they heard the angels say came to be taken into the Sidur as a liturgy called the Kedusha. Uh, as a way of, uh, we, we assume, you know, again, no one left footnotes on the Sidur. Um, uh, we assume to bring a little bit of this mystical experience into the daily Sidur. The first Kedusha, which is in the first blessing of the Shema, is called in the rabbinic sources, Kedusha Dimeyushav, the seated Kedusha. We're just sitting as we are through the whole Shema service. And we are just reporting what the angels do. It's all in the third person. The angels do this. The angels say that. And of course, we locate it then because we're talking about, remember, we're talking in the first blessing about nature, the lights, the sun, moon, and the stars, and these divine beings, angels, you know, and, and again, the, the mystical literature divided them into all sorts of categories, Malachim and Srafim and others, um, and uh, because they live up there, you know, in in the 
mystical imagination, the pre-modern, pre-scientific mystical imagination. The angels live up above, okay? Um, we Where the sun, moon, and the stars are, that's how that got linked to the first bracha of the Shema. So the first bracha of the Shema, we're just telling what the angels do. In this Amida, this is called Kedusha de Me'umad, the standing Kedusha, because uh, even if you are seated for the Chazan's repetition of the Amida, you stand up for this Kedusha, okay? And in this Kedusha, the opening formula is We will sanctify your name down here the way the angels do up above. So in the second Kedusha, we're not just reporting third person what the angels do. We say, we will also praise you in the words of the Kedusha, just as the angels do up above. That's why we stand. That's why we have our feet together. That's why you don't walk around during the Kedusha. That's why you don't talk during the Kedusha, right? You're totally in service of God, just like the angels are, right? Which means, by the way, just a word of etiquette. Um, as many of you know, if you walk into shul and the Kedusha is taking place, meaning the Kahal is standing and is saying, saying the Kedusha, you are supposed to take one step inside the door and then stop and put your feet together and join them for the Kedusha. You're not supposed to walk around. Meaning, um, you hear the Kedusha going on. You don't want to miss it. You come in just enough so that you're actually in the davening room with everyone else who's davening. So you're now part of the Kahal. Um, but then you stop and you don't walk around. And then you would wait till the Chazan finishes Baruch HaTashem HaEl HaKadosh, and then you would proceed to your seat. Just a word of synagogue etiquette. Um, so um, that's the background of all the Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh stuff. I think I don't want to go over that very much because we talked about it an awful lot uh, when we covered the Shema. Um, anyone who's listening out there in podcast land can go back and find those podcasts. So I think I want to focus more just on the short version of the bracha that we say when we're saying our private Amida and the concept of Kedusha of holiness. Um, so just a word, because I know people get confused about this, about what to do, the difference of what to do when you are saying your Amida individually versus when you're saying it with a Kahal. So I'm in the, in the original Sigur Sim Shalom on page 108 and 109. And then in the slim, page 36 and 37. And it's in a different order in these two different editions. Okay. So um, if you're saying your own private Amidah, you say, you get to the end of the second bracha, Baruch HaTashem Mechaye HaMetim. And then you say, Ata Kadosh V'Shimcha Kadosh Ukdoshim B'Chol Yom Yihalaluch HaSela. Baruch HaTashem HaEl HaKadosh. Unless you're Sephardi, in which case you say, They add one more line. So if you are davening your individual personal Amidah, that's what you say. You do not say any Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh business that is only said aloud with the Minyan. With the Minyan, doesn't mean if you're davening in a minion, when you say your own individual Amida, you say, you don't do that. You wait until the Kahal, the Chazan does the repetition, and then you say it with the Chazan. Okay. Similarly, by the way, in Mincha, if we're doing a Hecha Kedusha, 
right? If the Chazan starts aloud, Chazan says Kedusha, Chazan says Baruch Hashem HaEl HaKadosh. If your practice is to then go back to the beginning of the Amidah and say the Amidah interrupted, you're then saying your individual Amidah, I don't know why I'm putting it in air quotes, it's your individual Amidah, right? Your personal audience before God. Baruch HaTashem Echayam Then you say Atta Kadosh V'Shecha Kadosh Yudoshim B'chol Yom Yavuv HaSelah Baruch HaTashem HaEl HaKadosh That's it. So all the Nekadesh stuff, okay, is only said when the Chazan is reciting the Kedusha. Why don't we say the the Kedusha, you know, with Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh at Mariv? Because at Mariv, there is no public recitation of the Amidah. Right. Remember, we said that originally, originally in Mishnaic times, even Mariv was considered optional by some rabbinic authorities. It probably originally was optional. Um, the prayer services, the Amidas were to commemorate the sacrifice in the temple, the daily sacrifice. There was a morning sacrifice and a an late afternoon sacrifice. Right. Tamid Shel Boker and Tamid Shel Bain Harbayim late afternoon, there were two sacrifices a day. You read this, you know, when we read it in the in the Torah, right? You offer a lamb in the morning, you offer a lamb in the afternoon. This is the public required everyday ritual in the temple on behalf of the whole Am Yisrael, the nation of Israel. And so the Amidah was required to be said twice in commemoration of those two sacrifices. The third Amidah, Mariv, was optional, Eventually, it got to be seen as it's really optional, but all of Israel takes it upon itself as if it's obligatory. Therefore, we should treat it all as obligatory. But because originally it was optional, there is no public recitation of the Amidah, meaning the Chazan does not recite the Amidah aloud. That's why there's no repetition at Mariv. And because there's no public recitation of the Amidah at Mariv, that's why there's no Kedusha of Let's praise you the same way the angels do with Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. Right? So anytime you are saying your individual Amidah, the way you don't say Nikadesh Shechabalam, all you say is Baruch Hashem Echayam end of Givurot, end of blessing number two. And then you say, Atakadosh, Vishikadosh, Ukyoshim Bhoyom Yalukasela, Baruch Hashem Ha'el Hakadosh. That's the blessing we're going to be talking about in Sidur class today and maybe next week. Okay. We'll see how far we get today. Okay. Are there any questions about the practice of the recitation recitation and when you say Kedusha and when you don't say Kedusha? Feel free to ask. Joanna, Joanna. You just made a passing reference to, you know, Hecha Kedusha and you inserted if your practice is... Oh, God, she's going to ask this. Go ahead. Okay. okay. <laughs> right. We so at least I remember this being ingrained. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. I remember this being ingrained into me at Machane that if the Amida is preceded by Ga'al Yisrael, there's absolutely supposed to be no break, and going back is considered a break. So in Shachari, you should continue straight through after the Shaliach Tzibur, not go Back meaning, to the beginning. If the Shaliach Tzibur starts aloud in Shachri, right. you start aloud with the Shaliach Tzibur. You say Kedusha the always the way you always would with the Shaliach Tzibur. You finish Baruch Hashem Ha'el Kadosh, and then you continue. 
with blessing number four, and you do not go back to the beginning. Right. Nope. And all Correct. other Amidot that are not preceded by Ga'al Yisrael. And what are they, Joanna? Um, Mincha, Mariv, and Musaf. Not Mariv, because there's no... Oh, not Mariv, because right. there's no repetition. Mincha right. and Musaf. Mincha and Musaf, right. Um, since the, the Amidah is not preceded by Ga'al Yisrael, what one should do is... Um, not join in with the, the Shaliach Tzibor for the, for the beginning brachot and except, go back except, and except recite. For, the, wait, except for what do you join in for? You say Amen. Right? You say Amen and you, you say Kedusha and then you go back and you repeat the whole thing. I have had people since argue that with me and I'm curious to understand that argument. Okay. I will try to answer as succinctly as possible. Number one, you are correct that that is the halachically traditional way and the halachically, I was going to say halachically preferred, but that was wrong. Traditionally, halachically preferred way to do that. And that is because it is preferable. We have two principles, two halachic principles. One is if you say Ga'al Yisrael, you must not interrupt. You must start your the Amida immediately. It says that in the Talmud. Okay. Um, and... Um, the other is you should say your Amidah uninterrupted, your individual, I'm going to say, I'm going to frame it not halachically. Your individual audience before God should be uninterrupted and undisturbed. And Kedusha is considered an interruption. So in a service when we don't have Ga'al Yisrael, meaning Mincha or Musaf, you listen to the Chazan, you join in for the Kedusha, then after the Kedusha, the Chazan continues with their individual Amidah. You go back to the beginning and you have your own personal audience before God uninterrupted by the Kedusha. So that is the traditional halachic preferred way to do it. And if I was one of the factors that ingrained this in you into you in camp, Joanna, then then I did my job. Okay. Now, however, there have been a number of, a number means two that I know of, probably more, rabbinic response are written about this in the conservative movement. One is by Rabbi David Golinkin in Israel. You can look it up online. And he says that if you look through the halachic sources, historically in Jewish halacha, there are actually seven different ways in which the Amidah has been recited, of which Joanna just mentioned too. But you could say the entire Amidah from start to finish with the Chazan. You could listen to the Chazan all the way through, standing with your feet together, and just say Amen to each bracha. I just mentioned two more, and there are others. By the way, I daven once in a while at a Mizrahi minion around the corner from me in someone's backyard shtibble, I can't call it shtibel because it's Moroccan, a Moroccan shtibel. Um, and um, for Musaf, the, there is no individual repetition. Um, it, it's what we would call Hecha Kedusha, except after the Kedusha, the Chazan just continues reciting uh, the Musaf and everyone stands and recites it in an undertone with the Chazan all the way through. That's it. Okay, there is no quote unquote individual quote unquote silent private Amida in Musaf at all. So that's way number five out of seven. So Galinkin lists 
seven of them. And he says, you know, the way that halachically in the Ashkenazi world came to be accepted with this going back to the beginning, that's just one of the seven ways. Don't get hung up on it and think it's the only correct way. Then more recently in the last maybe two years, there's a new response in the conservative movement written by Jeremy Kalmanovsky of Anche Chesed in New York, adopted by the um, Rabbinical Assembly Committee of Jewish Law and Standards, which is the, the halacha deciding organization for the conservative movement, which says, because of time, because of confusion, because of all sorts of factors that he lists, and because of halachic permissibility, as outlined by Golinkin, that um, we should no longer be going back and to the beginning and saying it individually on your own. That is what Rabbi Kalmanovsky says. I believe it was adopted as a majority opinion, which theoretically means the majority opinion in the conservative movement halachically is we shouldn't go back and do it on our own. However, all these decisions are uh, um, not necessarily binding on the Mara Da'atra, so you should ask your local rabbi what the preferred method is in your um, shul. I think I, I understand uh, Rabbi Kalmanovsky's tshuva. Um, I personally am not happy with it, not on halachic grounds, right? but rather on aesthetic grounds of, I want to have my, is it aesthetic spirit? I want to, I don't want to call it aesthetic. He argues for aesthetic. I'm arguing for spiritual. I want to have my personal audience before God uninterrupted. Okay. You have to have, as we talked about at some length, you must have Kavana for the entire first blessing. I can't have Kavana when everyone is singing lustily along with the Chazan at the pace decided by the Chazan. That's not Kavanaugh for me. I'd say the same thing about the first line of the Shema, by the way. Okay. And so I don't want to give up my personal meditative time before God. I, I want to go back to the beginning and say it at my own pace. Okay. Um, there you have it. So if, and if all this whole discussion just confused some people more, then I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Any questions about any of that? Yeah. By the way, and if you're confused what to do, then in your local community, just say, Rabbi, please tell me what our practice is here. And your rabbi will tell you which is the correct halachic approach. Ask your local rabbi. Larry. Thank you. Uh, Avi, two, two, two questions. One is you mentioned about the reason that Mariv is different because of the sacrifice. It's not doing a sacrifice. Yeah. And this may not be the time to ask the question so you can direct it for another time. But you know how on Shabbat and on the Chagim, we actually have a, a line in the, in the Amidah referring to the sacrifice, usually from the Torah. But it's, yeah. not, it's from the Torah. Yes. And, and in fact, that's optional in some of the um, conservative Sidurim. Yes. Why don't we have a quotation from the Torah about the sacrifice as part of the daily Amidah? for the sacrifice you would do for that service? That's, that's one question. And the second question is, I don't think, unless I missed it, you've actually addressed the, the, the question, why do we have to do the Kiddushah aloud together 
only in the Chazarat Hashats, why is it that we don't include the full Kiddusha in our silent demeanor? Um, so I don't think I'm going to answer question one. It's an interesting question. Um, I think we do, if you do in, in you know, full traditional Orthodox Siddur, there is sacrifices that you say privately early on and it's part of the morning service, right? Um, I, I, I guess I see the question as the other way around, which is, uh, I don't want to say the question. I think the answer is the other way around. In Musaf, which was added to commemorate extra sacrifices, um, why did they elect to actually mention those sacrifices, given that in the other services, Shachrit and Mincha on weekdays, they don't mention the sacrifices? Or Shachrit, on Shabbat morning, you don't mention, the, right? You just mention the Musaf of Shabbat. So that's an interesting question, Sarichayun. I don't, I don't quite, I don't have to think about it. The other question uh, is because um, there are certain things which are called Dvarim Shabik Dushah. They are called, they are aspects of prayer which are called matters of holiness. And the halachic principle is that matters of holiness, Dvarim Shabik Dushah, is only recited in a community, which is defined as a minion. Those things are uh, the ones we know about. Kaddish, Baruchu, and the Kedusha. Okay? Kaddish, Baruchu, and the Kedusha. Um, which is by, why, by the way, footnote, there's, there are some Orthodox women's minyanim where they will do full davening, but will not do Baruchu, Kaddish, or Kedusha, because those are things that are seen to be halakhically as Devarim Shabik Dusha, which is only said in a minion of 10 men. So there's a small sliver of uh, uh, modern Orthodox women who will have a woman's minion led by a woman, but will not do Kaddish, Baruchu, and Kedusha. So, Larry, that's the short answer. It's one of Dvarim Shabik Dushah. The Halakha says it. It's based on a verse. You know, based on a verse doesn't necessarily mean they read the verse and then they thought of the idea. Sometimes it means this is the principle and we then back link it to a verse. But the verse it's linked to is, uh, I think, a verse in Ezekiel, which is something about Venik Dashi Betoch B'nai Israel or something like that. I will be sanctified among the people Israel and sanctified among the people Israel. People means a minimum quorum. That's the answer. So it's the same as Kaddish and Kedusha. Thank you. And then, of course, during um, the Zoom pandemic, the pandemic with the Zoom, um, uh, then there were these conservative responsum written. And, and, you know, you all probably know Orthodox shuls, have been doing daily minions by Zoom, but most of them, I'm guessing, probably don't say Kaddish. And um, there are some conservative minyanim like ours, which thread this very narrow halachic needle, which say we're going to consider it a minion for purposes of saying Kaddish Yatom, Mourner's Kaddish, because of the overriding um, psychological concern for the community to allow people to say mourners Kaddish, but we're not going to say other Kaddishes. And if you were to say, hmm, that doesn't entirely make sense to me. If we say mourners Kaddish, 
Why don't we say the other Kaddishes? You, if you said that, it doesn't entirely make sense to you. You would be in good company. Lots of people say that, right? So there are other conservative meanings where they say Baruchu and Kedusha and the whole shebang, right? And there are Orthodox meanings where they don't say any Kaddishes at all. By the way, just so you know, halakhically, um, there are in prior existence in our Jewish liturgy, um, prayers that you say in place of mourner's Kaddish if there isn't a minion, right? So there are certain Zoom minyanim that said, no, it's not a Zoom, sorry, assemblages of people praying who said, this is not an actual minion. Mourners need to do something psychologically and we will give them to say the, the prayer that mourners say in lieu of mourners Kaddish when there isn't a minion. There is such a prayer traditionally, as well as there are some modern ones that have been written also. Okay. And the, the, um, the more traditional shuls, the more very traditional, very strict conservative shuls that didn't go along with the mourners Kaddish thing and the Orthodox shuls that had zoom minions on weekdays, because they don't on Shabbat, but they do on weekdays, all, um, publicized and sent around the prayer in lieu of mourners Kaddish, right? To be recited when there is no minion, because they did not consider um, their Zoom minyanim to be a halachic minion, but they acknowledge the community's need and the individual mourners need to have something to say um, in the mourners, in, in mourners, the place of mourners Kaddish. There, so there are a couple of different versions, at least a couple that I've seen of prayer in lieu of mourners Kaddish when there is no minion, which theoretically could also be said in regular shul when there's only eight people. Sorry, when there's only eight adults constituting a minion. Jonathan. Uh, Avi, can you repeat what's a hecha kedusha? Hecha kedusha. I always forget. What is the, what is the Yiddish word hoicha? Oh, hoicha means allowed. Is that it? Kedusha allowed. It means that the chazan, it basically means the chazan starts the amida aloud and says the first three brachot aloud through the kedusha. That is what hoicha kedusha means. Okay. And then you go back and then you say the kedusha with everyone and then you go back and do it alone. Right. Only in Mincha and Musaf, and only if you agree with Joanna's approach, which was ingrained into her by many years of camp, which is the traditional halachic way of doing it. But then what I said is there are other contemporary conservative rabbis who have said you don't have to do that. So the Hecha just means it starts, the Hazan starts. I think Hoicha, I forget. I know I should know this. I think Hoicha means allowed. So we're doing a hoicha kedusha, even though we always do the kedusha aloud, right? Right. But a hoicha kedusha means the chazan starts the amidah aloud and goes through aloud through kedusha. Whether the chazan does that in shachrit or whether the chazan does that in musaf or in mincha, it's all called a hoicha kedusha. We say it as hecha kedusha. I, I don't know who we is, depending on whatever part of the Yiddish-speaking world world your ancestors were from. I think hoicha and hecha are just alternative trans, uh, 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 pronunciations of the same word. As is, opposed to you just doing it by yourself, you mean? As opposed to everyone starts the Amida silently, right? The traditional preferred way is everyone says the Amida silently to themselves, including the Chazan, 
when the vast majority of people have finished, you don't have to wait for everyone to be finished. If there's a, one extraordinarily slow davener, you don't have to wait for them, okay? And hold up the whole kahal. When everyone's finished, just about everyone's finished, they're saying their individual Amidah, then the Chazan goes back and starts the repetition. So that is the most uh, traditional and pref- halachically preferred way of doing the Amidah. Hoicha Kedusha. And that's what we, we do in Minyan here, right? That, well, that. we do different things. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. What we do is repetition. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. When we don't have Zoom, when it's in person, yes, we do full repetition. That's right. the traditional way of doing it. So that's called, that's not Hoicha Kedusha, right? And Hoicha Kedusha halachically is seen as a concession to needs of time. If you're rushed for time, you're pressed, it's like, the, it's mincha, a, you know, 10 people didn't show up, the stragglers came in, we're starting later than usual, we're worried we're going to run out of time, there's always a factor of convenience for people because it's late, so, okay, we'll do a hoche kedusha, right? That, that's kind of, halachically was the, was the circumstances, right? So the, Traditionally, halachically preferred way is everyone says their individual amida. Then there is a full repetition by the chazan, including the allowed kedusha with kadosh, kadosh, kadosh. Halachically, second preferred way is hoicha kedusha when we're pressed for time. Um, the chazan starts aloud, and again, if it traditionally, if it's shachri, we say it with the chazan through kedusha aloud. Then we continue individually. If it's mincha or musaf, we go back to the beginning and start our own individual Amida from scratch, except with the new conservative movement, Shuva, um, it says it is preferred to just continue and not go back to the beginning and have your own private time with God um, from scratch. Okay. I, I, I'm very fond personally of Rabbi Kalmanovsky, um, but, but, uh, but I want to say to him, you're, you're taking away my personal time with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and I don't like that. <laughs> um, okay, so what we haven't talked about at all today was what I wanted to get to today, which is what does kadosh mean? What does shame mean? And who are the kadoshim who praise God every day? So next week we're not going to go back over any of this because it's all on the on the podcast. 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 If you missed the detail, you can listen to it. Um, and next week, we're going to talk about sort of the core meaning of this blessing. We're not going to talk about the Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh stuff, because we covered that. We're just going to talk about Atah Kadosh, Hashim Kadosh, Ukdoshim B'chol Yomi, Halaluch HaSela, Baruch HaTashem, Ayelah Kadosh. What does that mean? Why is that the third bracha? How does it fit in with the other two brachot? Uh, the theology of what does holiness mean? That's what we're going to talk about, God willing, next week. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.